0: Trojan to the goal.
1: For everyone at home, while you're not taking a timeout, just so everyone knows, is because it's just the first quarter in overtime. That's how you have to think of it, okay? The reason they're not taking or not because we don't just say at zero we end the game. It's the end of the first quarter, and you move to the second quarter. That's why, because I can only feel the number of people out there being like, "What's going on?" First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there. Hartman, jackpot, Kansas City! And this was the Andy Reid special. This was the Andy Reid special. We talked about he was saving all day. He's got a fake emotion to go across. And at that moment, he turns and goes back. Hartman, who they didn't have, right? And they go get Hartman and bring him back. And the game-winning drive of Mahomes career he's been waiting for he's won Super Bowls but he's never had it in an overtime he is the best he is the standard your Michael Jordan wins it again that's right Chiefs did it again
0: Who would have guessed, oh, wait, everybody. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl again. Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl again. Patrick Mahomes on track, following the trajectory of
1: what I believe he will become, which is the greatest quarterback of all time. Welcome to the We Know Ball podcast. My name is Ryan. Episode 84. Great episode 84. Had a little bit of delay. Had some things going on in the world of, you know, life. Had a birthday. Had the Super Bowl. Kind of get into that time of the year where it's a little bit of a lull in the action. I say that as a baseball fan because baseball is my primary sport the one that i love and care about the most football being number two both college and the nfl so for you know nba and nhl fans this is perfectly fine for them this post super bowl pre mlb february march type of season obviously march madness is coming up and for those fans nba nhl they would say the summer is kind of the lull. Post-NBA finals, post-Stanley Cup finals, where there's just baseball. That's it. Kind of that July, August. Understandable, but I love baseball. I love the dog days of baseball. I love I love it all. And now we've reached the dog days of winter. I think that's probably the best best way to put it, is the dog days of winter. After the Super Bowl, before baseball starts, just got some basketball NHL all-star break is behind us. NBA all-star break is coming up. Like there are going to be some days here. In fact, I think today being one of them Friday, the 16th. Where. I don't think there's anything. There's some college, but the NBA has got their all-star situation going. So today's Friday. What? You know, there's no regular season NBA games. I guess there's maybe some NHL, some college basketball. It's getting thin. Luckily, we have so much to talk about, especially in the world of football. A couple of things. We'll talk Super Bowl, obviously. Talk a little bit of the NFL draft because that's coming up and that's going to take over
0: the sporting world as we get into April and the combine and all that stuff. Chief Super Bowl champions. Again, Super Bowl champions. Back-to-back Super Bowl champions. Three in five years. Lots of things to talk about. Lots of storylines. Lots of talking points. Lots of discussions. There's a lot of reasons you could Narrow down this Super Bowl to what it was and what it became. There's a lot of things you could attribute the Chiefs' success, Patrick Mahomes' success, and now the dynasty of the Kansas City Chiefs. There's a lot of reasons they got to where they were. Amongst some of the most meaningless reasons is both the officiating and the national football league. I I'm done with it. I'm done hearing about how the NFL is rigged.
1: The referees always benefit the Kansas city chiefs. There were no holding calls.
0: Against the Chiefs in the last two Super Bowls. We'll start with that one because there's a lot of different storylines. There's a lot of different things to talk about, specifically with the Chiefs. We'll get to the 49ers. Uh,
1: Because final score was 23 to 19, I believe. Is that what it was? No, sorry. 25-22 because they wanted... It was 19 apiece going into overtime. 49ers got the ball first, went into... Got the ball first, went down the field. Kicked the field goal. Chiefs got the ball in their first possession, went down and scored a touchdown. Won the game 25 to 22. And we'll get to
0: the debauchery that was the 49ers and the way they handled this game. But the storyline. I don't know. Listen. I'm all in for a good conspiracy. I love hearing them, pitching them, thinking about them. A
1: lot of times, some conspiracies end up being true as wild as they may seem. Right? We've got aliens, and we've got... Well, I won't even get into all of them, because there's a ton of them. Some of them have some serious merit, some of them pretty outlandish. The one that I think's Probably the most outlandish of the most common conspiracies in the last calendar year is the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes,
0: Kansas City Chiefs, Psyop, Rigged, uh all of it. Most specifically. The Kansas City Chiefs being favored by the NFL. Saying that the NFL is rigged for the Chiefs is a lazy, tired, low IQ
1: take and has almost no merit behind it based on
0: pretty much any statistical data you can look at from the Chiefs and from the NFL officiating, from all of it. The Chiefs in the last two Super Bowls have not had one holding call against them. Well, the 49ers had one holding call.
1: And last year in the Super Bowl, there were zero holding calls on both teams. But what about in 2020 when the Chiefs played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl? Chiefs had three. Tom Brady had zero. So is it rigged for Brady or is it rigged for Mahomes? Or is the NFL just an entire rigged show and 22 guys on the field running and playing, being athletic at full speed is all just entirely fixed, made up, controlled outcome. The referees just call random arbitrary penalties that us as the viewers can see right
0: away and say, that looks like the right call. Maybe that's not the right call. but they're just blatantly favoring one team. People act like the referees, when the Chiefs play, call 12 penalties a
1: game on the opponent and zero on the Chiefs. And every single time they call a penalty on the opponent, we never get to see the replay. Or it's the worst call they've ever seen. And the Chiefs get nothing called against them. The Chiefs had a holding call against the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC Championship. That was an egregiously bad call by the referees that took seven points off the board. For the Chiefs, seven points gone because the refs messed up a call. But the Chiefs haven't had a single holding call against them in two Super Bowls.
0: Well, the 49ers only had one. And last year against the Eagles, neither team had a single holding call. So let me make a correction because I want to go back and say the right way to say it.
1: People say the Chiefs have had no holding calls on their offensive line in the last eight quarters of Super Bowl play. That's correct.
0: 49ers had one in the entire game. Last year against the Eagles, neither team had an offensive line called for holding. Neither. In 2020, the Chiefs played the Bucs. The Bucks had a much better
1: defensive game plan. The Chiefs were wildly unprepared. And the Chiefs had three offensive
0: line-holding calls. Bucks had zero. There's a lot of reasons you could attribute the Chiefs' success to. Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Steve Spagnuolo, ownership, fandom, general manager. Tyreek Hill for a minute. Great preparation, brilliant minds, perfect execution,
1: great game plan, smart football, stepping up when the moment's big, making a play when you have to. Those are all fair and legitimate reasons. One reason that's not legitimate is that the refs and the NFL are favoring the Kansas City Chiefs. There's no statistical basis that you can put behind that that gives that any merit at all. It's not a real argument. It's never been a real argument. I'm not going to hear it from anybody else. Patrick Mahomes will go down as the greatest quarterback of all time when it's said and done. Newsflash, quarterback is the most important single position in any professional sport in the entire world, minus individual-based sports like tennis or golf. Quarterback is the most important single position in any team sport ever existed. Ever. Most important position. Oh, and Patrick Mahomes, the greatest ever to do it. Maybe that's why the Chiefs are good. Maybe Andy Reid being arguably the greatest coach of all time. Maybe that has something to do with it. Nope, it's rigged.
0: NFL is rigged. Goodell's rigged. It's all rigged. N- uh, No, it's not. It's just not. Stop saying it's rigged. It's not rigged.
1: Do you know how many people would have to be in on it for it to be rigged? Like, do you just understand? I just want to make sure people are like, do you know how many people would have to be in on it? Do you understand? Like thousands and thousands and thousands of people. So no one of those thousands of people would come out and say, uh, yeah, this is a controlled outcome situation. Like these aren't real results. The NFL is a rigged product. Oh, wait, you know why that hasn't
0: happened? Because the NFL is not rigged. Oh, easy to understand. Easy concept. Yeah, there's no question that the leagues want to protect their superstars. That's why the NFL implemented
1: those touchy-feely quarterback roughing the passer rules because typically quarterbacks are the biggest stars in the league and they want to make sure that their quarterbacks don't get smoked and they stay healthy and they can contribute to a team's success. The other part of it that I just can't seem to wrap my head around, the NFL, it's rigged for the Chiefs. They want them to win. They want the Swifties and then they want Travis Kelly, they want Mahomes, and they want all this. I can't, I I don't get it. I don't get how and why that would be their motivation. Wouldn't it be bad for a league to have a dynasty? Like, isn't that like a bad thing? Wouldn't the league, to maximize its potential, to maximize its fan engagement across all parts of the league and all fan bases, Wouldn't they want the love to be dispersed a little bit more? would they want more teams, different franchises, different parts of the country to win Super Bowls?
0: Don't you think it's kind of bad for the league when the Patriots were a dynasty, now the Chiefs a dynasty? Because
1: everyone besides the Chiefs doesn't like the Chiefs. Everyone besides the Patriots and Tom Brady didn't like the Patriots. So for them to continue to win... Isn't that a like not a great idea or business model? So, why would the NFL rig it in favor of the Chiefs? What's the benefit? Maybe this year it's Taylor Swift. Maybe. Maybe it's the Swifties, and you get a. Get a I'm just playing doubles advocate because that's BS, too. I don't agree with it.
0: But let's just say they rigged it this year and they wanted to get the Swifties involved. What about last year? What about two years ago or three years ago during COVID or 2020? What about when
1: they played San Francisco the last time? Why did the Chiefs win? And then won again last year. And then won again this year. It's just for Taylor Swift. It's all for Taylor Swift and the Swifties. It was a buildup of three
0: championships in five years for the Swifties. Like what? Dynasties aren't good for the league. After
1: three years in the NBA, when it was Golden State and the Cleveland Cavaliers, every single
0: year in the NBA Finals, people were like, "Uh, okay, enough. I'm over it. The overall concept, people saying it's rigged. It's rigged
1: for the Chiefs. The NFL rigged it for the Chiefs. They're going to continue to rig it for the Chiefs. It's always been rigged. It's a controlled outcome product. Why would they do that? That is a bad business model. That is a bad product. People don't want to see the same teams in the championship every single year. People want storylines. Anybody with a brain and eyes going through social media during the conference championship games said, we want Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, and we want the Detroit Lions. Two awesome storylines. Two teams that have played their tails off, absolutely deserve it, and will be an awesome game to watch in the Super Bowl. And it was the opposite. People were like, oh, everybody is like, it's rigged. Wait, why would the league rig it into a situation that's not favorable for their best viewership numbers? Why would they do that? Why would they create a dynasty? It doesn't make sense. There's no value or merit to that for the league. They would want to spread the wealth out. All right, the Chiefs can win one. Give one to another team. Man, maybe the Chiefs again, but we got to give another one to another team. Or we go Chiefs, two years of two new champions, and then we'll go Chiefs again. And then a couple more,
0: and maybe sprinkle in a third for the Chiefs. So they can get their... It makes no sense for just a dynasty to just be created the league for them to just favor the chiefs
1: hand gift them a super bowl championship in back-to-back years create a dynasty so that
0: they can what's the word i'm looking for (sighs) they can it's like i'm gonna look it up because the word i'm thinking of is exile but it's not exile it's 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 like uh It's like leaving out neglect, I guess.
1: I guess, I don't know. The point is, it doesn't benefit the NFL to have the Chiefs be a dynasty. Oh, the Swifties. All these girls are watching. That's just not a thing. It's not enough. It's It's just not. And even if it was for this year, even if, let's just say, for argument's sake, they rigged the entire thing for the Chiefs so the Swifties would watch, What about last year? What about three years ago when they played the Niners last time? Why? What's the benefit of them winning the Super Bowl every single year for the NFL? There is none. That's the answer. There is none. It's stupid for them to do that from a business perspective.
0: They are alienating and neglecting the rest of the league. They're not spreading the wealth. These other fan bases are not interested if the Chiefs win it every single year.
1: It doesn't do the league any justice. If it were up to the NFL and they absolutely rigged everything, I promise you they wouldn't let the Chiefs do what they just did. I promise. I promise you. They would have wanted this year maybe Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. Last year the Eagles because they have top
0: three fan base in terms of popularity in the NFL. They wouldn't have just let Joe Burrow beat Kansas City at home. It doesn't make sense for the league to
1: rig the product and then create a dynasty. It doesn't make sense. They're alienating the rest of the league. The rest of the fan bases they are not spreading the wealth evenly and they're If they were to have done that, they're doing themselves a massive disservice by just promoting one team. That doesn't make sense. Why would they do that? It doesn't make sense. It's stupid. Stop saying it was rigged. It's not rigged. Andy Reid's probably the or second best or the best coach of all time. Patrick Mahomes will go down as the greatest
0: quarterback of all time if he continues. No, no. No, he will. Instead of saying it's rigged,
1: let's acknowledge the Chiefs have the best or second best coach of all time. When it's all said and done, the
0: greatest quarterback of all time, I believe. I believe Mahomes will be the greatest of all time. If he, it's, I'm sorry, it's hard. It's hard because I don't want to say that. I don't want to say it because anything could happen.
1: And if he stops winning Super Bowls now, he's not the greatest of all time. So it's hard. But it doesn't, you know what? I'm gonna stick with it. I've had I've been I've had such a dilemma with this. I've had such a dilemma calling him this. It's just a personal dilemma, <laughs> more than anything. Regardless, I'll put it this way, and I said it a million times just now. I'm gonna say it again. Instead of saying that the NFL is rigged and they rig it for the Chiefs, why don't we acknowledge that Andy Reid is the best or second best coach of all time? If he continues on this trajectory, Patrick Mahomes will be the greatest quarterback of all time. Newsflash, quarterback is the single most important individual position in any team sport ever, no matter what. And when you have the best guy to ever do it at that position, and a top two coach, and great ownership, and a great fan base, you're probably
0: going to win a lot of football games. You're going to make plays in big
1: moments. You're going to execute perfectly at the right time. And you're going to win championships. You're not going to win
0: every single championship because that's not realistic. But you're going to win a lot. Oh, that's the Chiefs in a nutshell. It's not rigged. If they wanted to benefit
1: themselves the most, they being the NFL... They would spread the wealth. They wouldn't alienate other fan bases. They wouldn't make the Cowboys not win the Super Bowl every year. The Cowboys have the biggest
0: fan base in the NFL. Why don't they win the Super Bowl? Wouldn't that help the NFL? I could tell you the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl would launch the NFL's revenue into the stratosphere. But the Cowboys never win the Super Bowl. Oh,
1: that's right, because the NFL is not rigged. Stop saying it's rigged. It's not rigged. It's never going to be rigged. It's not a controlled outcome product. If it was rigged, thousands of people would be involved. Somebody at some point at this margin of the world we live in would have come out and said, yeah, this is rigged. But that hasn't happened yet. I wonder why. Hmm. Oh, because it's not rigged. Stop saying it's rigged. It's not. It's not rigged. It's impossible to rig the NFL. Even with the officiating. Oh, but the rest call all the, we can see it on the TV. If they throw a holding call or they call pass interference or they say roughing the passer and they never touch the quarterback, we would
0: go. That's a horrendous call NFL. What are you doing? But that doesn't happen. I mean, it
1: happens sometimes. But it's not just the Chiefs. The Chiefs don't just get 83 yards of penalties every single game. The Chiefs didn't get one single offensive line holding call against them the last two Super Bowls. Cool. The last two Super Bowls have had one total offensive line holding call in eight quarters. Guess what? The Chiefs execute. The Chiefs play calling doesn't allow for their offensive linemen to get put in a bad position so they don't get beat off the line of scrimmage and they don't have to hold the
0: defender. That's how it works. Andy Reid is probably the best offensive play caller in the history of the sport with the best quarterback of all time when it's all said and done. One plus one equals two. Two being wins.
1: Stop saying it's rigged, dude. Stop. It's not. It's not. I'm not a Chiefs fan. I'm just telling you it's not rigged. Wake up. On the other side of that game, right? Because the Chiefs, Played excellent. Patrick Mahomes executed
0: when he needed to. <laughs> Made the throws. Delivered under pressure. I wanted to see. Want to see the box score because I'm pretty sure.
1: Turnovers, or they each had two. Well, Pacheco had one.
0: And then did Mahomes throw a pick? I think he did, right? Yeah, he threw a pick. Interesting. Anyways, I'm looking at the box score here.
1: On the other side of it, you've got the Chiefs who played great football, the Chiefs who executed, Chiefs who were prepared. prepared. The Chiefs had perfect play calls and perfect situations exactly when they needed to come through with those. They run a triple option quarterback draw on fourth and short in overtime. And then they run the Kansas City Chiefs special. Man in motion, X-Drag cuts back on the snap finds himself wide open in the flat after hiding behind a couple of blockers. The exact play that they ran in the Super Bowl twice
0: or maybe even three times against the Eagles. And it worked like a charm every single time. And on the flip side, you've got the San Francisco 49ers. For a team that was coached and loaded with such great football contributors
1: Kyle Shannon, great great coach McCaffrey Kittle Debo, Ayuk you know the list could go on forever about the 49ers and how loaded they are
0: The 49ers maybe the most unprepared group of players and coaching in recent Super Bowl history I mean, not only were they just not prepared for a lot of the things
1: that the Chiefs ended up throwing at them in the latter parts of that game, they try to run a disguised blocking scheme down by the goal line on third and goal in overtime, and they leave Chris Jones, a top five pass rusher in the league, unblocked. Doesn't give the quarterback time. He can't execute a throw. it has got a guy wide open over the middle in the end zone. He's got another guy wide open in the flat. Can't get the throw there. They have to settle for the field goal. Unprepared. Didn't execute properly when the moment was at its biggest. Didn't execute, clearly. Forced to a field goal. End up losing the game. On top of that,
0: the 49ers won the toss in overtime and took the ball. Is it possible to go into the biggest game of the season and of all of
1: these guys' careers and not know the overtime rules? No, there's no way they don't. Oh, wait, they all didn't know the rules. Everybody on the 49ers didn't know the rules.
0: Kyle Shanahan didn't know the rules. Because if he knew the rules, He wouldn't have taken the ball when he won the coin toss. Oh, he wanted to rest his defense. That doesn't make any
1: sense at all. They went to a commercial break once they went to overtime. Then they did the coin toss. Then they did all the the hoopla. Defense was rested enough. These are grown men, NFL players, peak physical athletic specimens. And by the way, if the Chiefs defense just folds and they give up a touchdown, good news, they get the ball and they can just go match what the Chiefs did. But the 49ers thought touchdown wins the game. Oops. Didn't know the rules. Kyle Juszczyk, fullback on the 49ers, miked up on the field during the game as well as asked about it after the game. Yeah, I thought touchdown won it on that first possession. Oh my God. How do you not know the rules? How is this not discussed? Chris Jones, the defensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs, asked about the overtime rules after they won the game. Goes, yeah, we had like a bunch of different meetings about it. Wanted to make sure everybody knew the rules in overtime, the rules about how both teams get a chance to touch the ball no matter what. If you're the second team to touch the ball, you got to match or do better than what the first team did in order to either continue or win the game. They knew all the rules. The coin toss happens, the 49ers win the coin toss, they go we want the ball. And Patrick Mahomes was stunned. Had to keep a straight face. Literally was like uh okay, they want the ball. Okay, yeah, you know what? They want the ball. Maybe they want to I don't I guess they want to go score. I runs back to the sideline. Yeah, they want the ball. I, I don't know, guys. Holy shit, they don't know the rules in the Super Bowl. I mean, we probably just won because they want the ball.
0: And then Kelsey's like, good. They want the ball. Let them have the ball. Hello? What is happening? (laughs) NFL is rigged or Chiefs haters crowd.
1: Why don't you take a different angle? That angle is 49ers were unprepared, didn't know the overtime rules, didn't execute in a big moment, and lost the Super Bowl because they literally didn't know what the rules were in overtime. Bananas that they didn't know the rules. But they didn't. Clearly, they didn't. Any reasoning, anything else that they come up with doesn't make sense. It's not valid enough. Bottom line, deep down, whatever excuse they had, they didn't know the rules. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. To go into the biggest game of your life as a coach and Kyle Shanahan or as players and not know the overtime rules is the craziest thing I've ever heard of. It's insane. That just goes to show you the difference between Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid, the difference in legacy, the difference in preparation, the difference in attention to detail. The 49ers never talked about it as a team. We're prepared for it didn't know the rules, overlooked that kind of stuff. And Andy Reid and the Chiefs, based on multiple players' testimonies, had a bunch of meetings about the overtime rules. They went over it in every single practice. They talked about it before the game. They talked about it as the game was developing, the potential for an overtime. 49ers never talked about it, weren't prepared, Panic under pressure, don't know how to handle a game, don't know how to manage a game. And that goes for... This situation not knowing the rules goes for Kyle Shannon as a coach too. Proves yet again that overall he just wasn't fully prepared and the moment was too big and push comes to shove,
0: gets down to crunch time, 49ers don't come through again. What's new? What's new? Last time the 49ers... Played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. They had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. They lost the game. Two years ago in the NFC Championship against the LA Rams, 49ers had a 10-point lead, lost the game. This past Super Bowl had a 10-point lead against Mahomes. Basically had him shut out for the first half, lost the game. Less about mahomes chiefs super bowl nfl's rigged more about
1: kyle shanahan's inability to keep and secure a lead in crunch time to put the defense in the right situation so that it don't let the opponent score twice unanswered because you can let them score once if you got a 10-point lead then you get the ball back you know what forget about offense let them score we just want them to score so that we can get the ball back. We can run our f- uh, offense officially. We can get first downs. We can manage the game. We can control the clock and allow ourselves to win based on clock management, game management, and offensive play calling. But every time Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers get a double-digit lead in a massive game, they choke it. They choke it. That's becoming the storyline of Kyle Shanahan. Give all the credit in the world to Kansas City. All the credit to Mahomes and Andy Reid. They took advantage of that situation. They executed when they needed to. They had the right calls, the right schemes. Did everything to a T. Additionally, 49ers, and more specifically, Kyle Shanahan, absolutely
0: fold when it comes down to crunch time. Just like situations where it's just absolutely got to have
1: it, the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan never do. Got to get this first down. We just gave up a score when it was a 10-point game. Now it's seven. They kick the field goal. We got to get a first down here. Nope, they don't get it.
0: Going to overtime. Forget about forgetting the offensive or uh Besides the fact that they... Forgot the overtime rules or didn't know
1: them at all. They elected to receive in overtime. Go down the field, get third and goal. Gotta have it. Kyle Shanahan, offensive scheme, execution. All 11 guys doing what they need to do. Didn't get it. Left Chris Jones unblocked. Purdy throws it away. Kick the field goal. Lose the Super Bowl.
0: Stories about Shanahan just as much as anything else. The guy... Is a great coach. He's a great football mind, but it's got to have it moments. Shanahan doesn't. Bottom line. And speaking of Mahomes, okay, we'll talk about this, then we'll move on.
1: So I believe when it's all said and done, Patrick Mahomes will be the greatest quarterback of all time. I think there's an argument already for Patrick Mahomes to be the greatest quarterback of all time,
0: but. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I can't, I can't do it yet because it's hard. Also, I'm trying to get this image up and it's just so incredibly frustrating that image options. Holy cow. This is frustrating. All right. Uh let's see. So that's that one. That's this one. And it's a it's a it's a thing about Mahomes, okay? I'll just read it off my phone cuz I've got it sitting right here. So, like I said, I believe when it's all said and
1: done, Patrick Mahomes will be the greatest quarterback of all time. There's probably already an argument for that. Based on his offensive efficiency, based on his game averages, in comparison to what Tom Brady did in the first five, seven years of his career, Mahomes is above Tom Brady in everything. And if he keeps this up, realistically, he could walk out of his career with eight, nine Super Bowls. The guy is the greatest to ever do it. He's got the best combination of athleticism, Arm talent, accuracy,
0: decision-making, mental capabilities. Now he's got, of course, Andy Reid to deal with. I've seen some takes like, let's see Mahomes without Andy Reid
1: and Travis Kelsey. Uh, stop moving the goalposts.
0: Before, it was like, oh, he's nobody without Tyree Hill. They lose Tyree Kill, he gets better. Huh? That tells me he'll probably lose Travis Kelsey and he'll get better. He's so incredibly gifted and he may end up being the greatest to ever do it. So,
1: a lot of people are saying, you know, can't say he's the best to ever do it yet. Can't say he's even in the conversation. Can't say all that's... The GOAT shouldn't even be mentioned with Mahomes' name yet. He hasn't played long in his... Okay, probably fair. You know what else is fair? The fact that Mahomes does things and has already accomplished things that Tom Brady never has.
0: What? Super Bowls, what are you talking about? You have to... Hear me out. Since
1: 2001, there have been 125 drives in the NFL postseason where it was at least the fourth quarter, meaning fourth quarter or overtime, there was under a minute left to play, and the team on offense trailed by seven points or fewer. But they trailed. Seven points, one point, they were losing. These are your standard clutch moments for a football team, or the do-or-die drives, where if you don't get points, you lose. If you get points, you either tie or win. Again, these are under a minute to play. Out of those 125 drives, only 40% of them saw that offensive team pull off the magic trick and get the points they needed to extend or win the football game. Under a minute, you're trailing. Again, this is NFL postseason. Since 2001, under a minute, you're trailing and you need points to tie or win the game. 125 drives. 40% of them saw the offensive team do what they need to do to tie or win the game. 125 of those drives, Tom Brady has had 11 of them, and he went 5 for 10 in those situations where he needed points and he got the points he needed. Drew Brees had 6 of those 125 drives. He went 3 for 6. 50% of the time, Drew Brees got the points he needed. Under a minute, crunch time, gotta have it situation. Patrick Mahomes has had seven of those 125, gotta have it, under a minute, need points drives, and he's seven
0: for seven. Seven for seven, under a minute, need points. Patrick Mahomes,
1: at this point, it's not even a flip of the coin. It's not even like, can he do it? It is,
0: how quickly can he get it done? In what fashion? Will he get those points? With his arm, with his legs? I mean, there's absolutely no debate that if Mahomes continues on this trajectory,
1: he will be the unquestioned greatest quarterback of all time. Like, he's
0: going to be a full step above Tom Brady. Maybe that's why the Chiefs are so good. Maybe
1: not because it's rigged. Maybe not because of all these other reasons. Maybe it's because Patrick Mahomes is him. He's the guy. I think we need to spend a lot less time tearing down Patrick Mahomes, tearing down the Chiefs, and spend a little bit more time acknowledging the greatness and appreciating it when we see it. As frustrating as it may be for a fan of another team, for Patrick Mahomes to come in and beat your favorite team again, and win the super bowl again. Understandably upsetting and frustrating. But instead of getting pissed at him, instead of making excuses, instead of saying the NFL's rigged, the other angle that's probably an easier one to understand and more legitimate based on merit is just acknowledge that he's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time because he's unbelievable at what he does, which is Play quarterback at the highest possible level. Contribute to his team success at the highest level anybody could do it because quarterback is the most important single position in any team sport. And Mahomes is the best. That's why the Chiefs are what they are. It's Patrick Mahomes combined with Andy Reid combined with a lot of other factors. But Mahomes is inevitable. He is now Thanos. I just want to let everybody understand that. He's Thanos with four and a half infinity stones. He wins two more suit rules. He's got them
0: all. It's over, dude. It's over. The guy's a freak. I mean, it's, it's a joke. It's a joke, dude.
1: So, congrats to the Chiefs. Congrats to Andy Reid. Congrats to Mahomes, Kelsey. A um, couple of other things, right? Quickly to talk about Travis Kelsey. Um, based on what I've seen from Travis Kelsey, how he acts, what he feels is appropriate or not. There's a lot of different ways you can take it, specifically with the situation where he bumped Andy Reid on the sideline. He's acknowledged that that probably wasn't the best idea. Most people understand it wasn't the best idea. Sounds like when he did it, Andy Reid wasn't even that pissed. Went over to him afterwards and was like, hey man, let's chill out a little bit. Okay, we got a game plan. Also, there's a million cameras on everybody all the time. So if you got something to say, no problems, let's take it into somewhere where we can talk about it or just keep it a little bit more controlled. But if they don't have the relationship that they have already, Kelsey would have never thought that that was even a possibility or thought that that was acceptable. But they're so close, they're so tight, father-son type relationship where he could run up to them with extreme competitive fire and say, put me in the game. I want to win because he just wants to contribute. It's not okay the way you went about it, but it's a little bit overblown. That's number one, right? Number two, goes up on the podium afterwards, starts singing Viva Las Vegas after they won the Super Bowl. Super cringe. I physically felt myself going, oh, stop. Please make this stop. This is so bad. But also, he just won the Super Bowl in Vegas. So I need somebody to find me in the definition of perfect times to sing Viva Las Vegas. And probably number one answer on family feud is after you won the super bowl in las vegas and you're being interviewed on national tv that's the perfect time to do it sorry super cringe didn't love it but it's the best time number 3 overall from everything i've seen from patrick or i mean uh from everything i've seen from travis kelsey he's just kind of a cringe guy a little bit cheesy little bit of a you know was kind of a Funky-looking guy in high school, no disrespect. Came out of it looking pretty stout. Also probably the best tight end in the league on the most successful team in the NFL. Kind of hard to understand and handle that situation if you weren't born into it. And he's a little bit nerdy and dorky. Cringe, whatever you want to call it. In a good way, not hating. And it turns out his girlfriend has almost all those exact contributing
0: factors in her life as well. Came up a little bit dorky, a little bit conceited, but is what it is.
1: Extremely talented, got launched into the stratosphere with the popularity as they became young adults.
0: A little bit cringe, a little bit weird. Perfect match. Perfect match. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are a perfect match for each other. It's not a facade. It's not a fake relationship.
1: It's two people who were raised a little bit more shy, a little bit dorky, maybe not the most attractive people in their teens. I mean, who is, right? Never anticipated, based on their upbringing, that they would ever be on the platforms that they are now. Based on their physical. Gifts that were given to them at birth maximized on the potential for that created a situation where they were launched into the public spotlight at a relatively younger age. Taylor Swift being in her teens, Travis Kelsey being in his early 20s. Next thing you know, they are both nuclear global phenomenons who are a little bit dorky,
0: a little bit cringe, don't necessarily run by the playbook of a lot of other nuclear
1: national celebrities that are very concerted, very serious, very straight to the point, limited in lack of motion. Travis Kelsey wears his heart in his sleeve. Taylor Swift, super dorky, super cringe, goes to these award shows, has a few drinks, start belting out these songs because that's who she is. That's who Travis Kelsey is. He gets fired up. He gets in his coach's face. And then afterwards, acknowledges, yeah, probably not the right thing to do. But I was fired up. I'm passionate. I love this stuff. I'm a competitor. I'm an athlete. And then afterwards, Andy Reid's like, yeah, it's fine. Don't care. We won the Super Bowl. And everyone's like, oh, Taylor Swift, she's so cringe. She announces her album at an award show. Oh, when did she announce it? When she went up and won her gajillionth award. All these other stars and celebrities that had sour looks on their faces. It's not
0: because it was inappropriate for Taylor Swift to do that. It's because they are jealous. That's what that's called. It's called jealousy. You can call them both cringe and weird and whatever. They are two peas in a pod.
1: Perfect for each other. Not to mention Taylor Swift is a borderline. I'm not borderline. She's a taller girl. Taylor Swift's a taller girl. Travis Kelsey's taller. Girls, genetically speaking, like a guy that's bigger. And it's hard for Taylor Swift to find that because she's a taller girl. Travis Kelsey is not only taller, he towers over her. It's a perfect relationship.
0: Stop hating. It's a perfect match. Hate to break it to you. It's not a government conspiracy. It's not a PSYOP. It is they work perfectly together. Sorry. is what it is. I'm not a giant Taylor
1: Swift or Travis Kelsey fan. My fiancé loves Taylor Swift. She's self-made, you know, a little bit of a panderer, but who isn't when you're a celebrity? It's not a big deal. It is what it is. Also, just stop letting other random people that you've never met and don't know literally affect your mood. You've never met Travis Kelsey or Taylor Swift. Them being together doesn't affect you at all. Relax. Just stop. That's the Super Bowl. Done talking about it. NFL's over. We got the NFL draft coming up. Who goes first? Yet to be determined, yet to be
0: seen. I'm hearing a little bit of a little bit of chatter. A little bit of what do you call it? Scuttlebutt? Hearing buzz, let's say that. Hearing a little bit of buzz about the NFL draft. Consensus, quarterback, best in the best available, Caleb Williams. Most people involved agree. Best available players, Caleb Williams. The scoop, the buzz, a lot of teams don't want him. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think he'll still go first. Kind of depends
1: on what the Bears do. It depends. You know, they've got the first pick. They've got Justin Fields. Honestly, the NFL and, like, the draft is going to be the Chicago Bears show because I think they got one and three. In the draft picks? Like, whoa, that's insane. Who are they going to take? Who knows? We'll see. Have the opportunity to transform their franchise if they are able to hit on those two picks. So we'll see. We will see what happens. NFL is over. Congratulations, like I said, to the Chiefs. Uh, college football has been over for a while. Congratulations to... The Michigan Wolverines, Jim Harbaugh is the, now the Chargers head coach. A lot of things have happened over the last few weeks in the world of football, and it's over. And I just want to say
0: another year has gone by. Football is over. As sad as it may be, I'm right there with you.
1: But the way you're feeling now, remember to channel these feelings, channel these emotions channel this energy. And when it comes time for the weekend rolling around in the fall of 2024, and your significant other, your friends, your parents, anybody who wants to pull you away and distract you from the most important things, which is football in the fall, channel this energy, channel this emotion you feel in February, in March, and bring it. When it comes time, in August, September, October, girlfriend's like, let's go to the pumpkin patch. Uh, okay, I can go to the pumpkin patch on Friday afternoon. I can go on Sunday early morning. And I can go on Saturday, early morning Saturday. Otherwise,
0: it ain't happening. Lock it in, honey. We've got Alabama and Oklahoma. We've got Ravens and Chiefs. Lock it in. Channel that
1: energy. Channel that emotion. Make sure you can have it ready to pull out at your disposal so you can be ready to go come next year's football season. But it's been a great season. It was a great season. Let's hope next season... More star players can stay healthy. I think the NFL missed out big time on some awesome production contributions from Aaron Rodgers, from Kirk Cousins, from Joe Burrow. Uh, I'm definitely missing uh, Nick Chubb. Um, A lot of guys. I'm missing a ton. Linebacker on the Dolphins, like just Achilles are just pop. I mean, even in the Super Bowl, we didn't even talk about Dre Greenlaw running on the field and just popping his Achilles. Like, that sucks, dude. Somebody's got to do something about these Achilles, because they are popping at, I feel like, at a historic rate. It could be wrong on that. It could just be a recency exposure bias. But I hate that, and I hope it doesn't happen next year. Let's keep everybody, or at least as many people as we possibly can, on the field and ready to go. So that's the biggest help going into next year's uh, NFL season. And if anybody can stop Mahomes, great. I just don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know if it can happen, man. The guy is crazy. Football is over. NFL draft is coming up. Spring training is now rolling for baseball. Pitchers and catchers are pretty much fully reported. Other players have pretty much fully reported. We've got real spring training games here in about a week or two.
0: That means, that means, We are going to be diving
1: heavy into the We Know Baseball podcast because this is We Know Ball, all sports, all talk. This one may be running slightly thinner. We're talking once every two weeks, once a week, kind of sparing sparse distribution. Every 10 days, one week might be a Monday, one week might be a Friday, one week might be a Wednesday kind of depends on the bigger storylines, the bigger situations, things that are going on in the world of sports, but ultimately it's going to kind of just depend on what's going on with baseball. You know, baseball's coming, you know, baseball's going to happen every single week. And with that I'm going to be talking a lot of baseball on the, we know baseball podcast. So if you haven't checked it out by now, please be sure to do so. I would greatly appreciate it. I greatly appreciate you guys tuning in. If you Listen to the end. Episode 84, We Know Ball podcast. It was an awesome football season. The final football episode for the foreseeable future, right? Up until basically August of this year. (sighs) Gonna miss football, man. But you know it's coming again. So stay strong. Appreciate you guys tuning in. If you did, check us out on social media. At Ryan Knows Ball is my handle. At We Know Ball Sports. Instagram, TikTok. Obviously, podcasts are Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We know ball. We know baseball will be on there as well. Check us out on YouTube. A lot of the podcast clips are on there. Reaction videos, games, stuff that we do as content creation sports people. Myself specifically. Either way, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Episode 84, February 16th. Peace. Love you guys. See you next time.